0: welcome to between heaven and earth an internet radio talk show where we help you connect spirit and divine guidance lisa k your host brings you shows that can enhance and transform your life with tips and new ideas for more happiness abundance and better relationships lisa is an expert on intuition and can show you how to strengthen your inner guidance to empower yourself each show is positive and uplifting to inspire your day Her guest speakers are specialists on self-help, positive thinking, spirituality, and conscious living. Be the best that you can be with Between Heaven and Earth, conscious living for your soul. And angel blessings to everyone. Our show today answers the question, what is psychic energy? Now this is one of those questions almost everyone has when it comes to developing their psychic and intuitive abilities. And today... I'm going to answer this question for you. So let's start first with talking about what the difference is between being psychic and being intuitive. And since most of the time I'm teaching about intuition, I don't want to scare people away by talking about this, quote, psychic stuff. And some of you might like it. um, But intuition is just the beginning of being psychic. It's like a progression from being, you know, the beginning. You start out in the beginning where you're not so great at it, and then you work at it, and you become better and better until you're advanced. And and I'd like you all to remember that you can all get to that advanced level of intuition and be more psychic, and that's what happened to me. I started out from scratch and worked with my intuition until I became what people would call psychic or an advanced intuitive, right? So when I use the word psychic here, I want you to know that I also mean intuitively advanced. So that's, um, you can keep that in your mind. So we're going to go over the psychic energy. You might want to take some notes uh, because this is really good stuff. When I first began working on my intuition and psychic skills, energy was always mentioned as important, but I didn't know how to work with energy, much less how to feel or sense it. And I used to wonder, how do you interact with energy? And since then, I've discovered the answers to those questions, and we'll go over a few ways you can work with your energy to enhance your psychic skills. Knowing that energy was really important to building my psychic skills, I began to study the human energy system and how to work with it. I wanted to learn how energy feels, how to move it, how to work with it, and how it's connected to your intuitive and psychic abilities. Now, the study of metaphysical energy is a huge topic. From Qigong, which is the Chinese study of universal energy and how it works, and modern metaphysical energy researchers like Barbara Brennan, along with many other studies, I put together. A summary of things you can do to cultivate your energy and your ability to work with it to assist in your intuition development. The interesting thing is that many of the practices you would consider to be spiritual are actually practices that naturally increase your psychic abilities, such as meditation, mindful intention, which we could see as prayer, and eating foods that are more natural and closer to the earth. Many of the Eastern philosophies have said that people who are highly evolved spiritually naturally have psychic powers such as telepathy and clairvoyance, and even bilocation, which is really kind of cool. Bilocation to, location locate, so be in two places at once. I've heard about it, it be interesting to see. In spirituality, the goal is not to become a supernatural psychic because those abilities are just a byproduct of our human ability to evolve into a more holy spiritual being and ultimately be enlightened. And being enlightened or more spiritually evolved is really the goal and it's my goal. Now, working with energy to enhance your psychic skills involves uh, similar steps to being more connected to, quote, spirit or being more spiritual. So let's talk about what those things are. Now, here are three steps to working with energy to help develop your psychic skills. The first is to work with our physical and energetic bodies to keep it clean and healthy energetically. And the second step is to learn how to sense energy And that's going to be sensing it both with your psychic and your physical senses. And your psychic senses are really the same as your physical. They're just um, basically picking up that energy. And the third step is to learn how to interpret the energetic messages you're getting and make sense of them consciously. Now I'm going to explain how and why each of these steps are important the first step in working with energy involves taking care of your human energy system, which is your energetic body, what we call our energetic body, and also your physical body. Now the reason for this is because the best intuitive or psychic receiver is your entire human system. You're designed by nature to absorb, pick up and interpret these psychic messages. Good thing, the good thing about these ways to enhance your body and be more intuitive or or more psychic is that it also is good for your general health. Hey, that's great. And there are three things you can do for your energetic health. First is to eat well. The second is to move your body. And the third is to still your mind or focus your thoughts to be able to clear and move energy. And that's really kind of a meditation uh, or meditation. And I don't have time to go into that, but um, that's for another show. (laughs) The energy in food you eat is also the energy your body and your energetic field absorbs. So having a good meal of good foods that are energetically clean allows your body to absorb the best nutrients and energy from them more easily. The healthier the plants and the livestock were before you eat them, the higher and cleaner their energy is going to be. So, for example, that means eating more organic foods that are grown without pesticides and eating more meat, say, from free-range animals. These foods are going to be better for you energetically. The ancient Chinese masters knew a lot about energy. And this is because the whole Chinese philosophy about how the world is made is based on an understanding, and a belief that energy makes up everything. So the ancient masters knew that everything was made up of energy, and our Western science has proven this. And in ancient China, they developed something called Qigong, which is the study of energy and how it works. Qi means energy, and that's uh, often spelled Qi. And gong, G-O-N-G, means work. So qigong is literally energy work. Now qigong tells us that energy is continually flowing into and out of our bodies. And the energy is like water flowing through rivers and into lakes. And as the energy flows through our chakras, which are the energy doors or portals in our energetic body, as it flows through those doors, it gathers into three main places in our body called the dantians. And again, this is the Chinese words. Um, I probably don't say it properly with the uh, accent, but um, these dantians, these three, they're three dantians, and they're like lakes or pools of energy where the energy is stored, and then it flows out from there through channels, and the channels are called. Meridians. So these are streams of energy, like rivers or streams. And those meridians go out and they reach all the different parts of our body, all the cells. So it's like the circulatory system of our blood. So now we're we're getting a picture of the energetic body, which is superimposed on our physical body. They kind of uh, mix and meld and are all in one place. It's just that one sits within the other. And according to Qigong, there are three ways we can interact with the flow of this energy. And the better it flows, the more balanced it is. And when it's more balanced, we are healthier energetically as well as physically. So there are three ways that we can interact with this energy. The first thing is through what we eat. And we just spoke about that. And the second is through our breath, physically through our breath, our movement and our posture. And the third is with our mind, our intention. So it's the way we eat, number one. This is how Qigong says that we work with energy. What we eat uh, through our breath and movement and posture. That's the second. And the third is through our mind or using our intention. Now, we talked about the first which is what we eat. Uh, The second one, um, Qigong teaches us that movement is one of the keys in maintaining our energy flow and balance. And that is because certain movements and stretches um, open up our meridians, open up those channels in our bodies. So that's why some of these Qigong movements are very prescribed. And sometimes they look a little funny, um, but that's the idea behind it. I believe it's also the same idea behind yoga. Uh, the stretches. Now, relaxed movements are going to help the energy flow more easily. And any uh, tension that we are holding in our muscles or our joints is going to prevent that energy from flowing. So you want to be relaxed. uh, You want to get rid of tension. And most of the Qigong exercises that you see people do um, have been designed specifically for helping that flow. And they've been designed over thousands of years of practice to open and clear certain energy channels in the body for both your energetic and physical health. Now you might have heard of Tai Chi. And Tai Chi looks similar to Qigong. Uh, Tai Chi is a series of gentle flowing movements that are relaxed and are meant to harmonize the mind, body and spirit. Now, a lot of people may not know this, but Tai Chi was originally created as a martial art, but many of the movements in Tai Chi have Qigong forms in them, and the movements are good for cultivating and moving your energy, and that's why people use Tai Chi for health benefits. Some people call Tai Chi moving meditation. And i do I've done Tai Chi for oh gosh almost ten years now, and uh, it's wonderful I've also done qigong uh, I'm actually a certified Qigong practitioner and it's it's really, really cool, great for your body now, Barbara Brennan, who I mentioned earlier who's the expert on energy healing, uh, and she created her own energy healing modality. What she says is that movement will enhance and strengthen your lower chakras, which is Down in your lower abdomen Which are your energy portals That are associated with the physical aspects Of your body Um, And again they're in the lower part of your torso You don't need to do Tai Chi or Qigong You can go for a walk to help get your energy moving So if you don't know where you can Do Tai Chi or Qigong You don't have to do those Some exercises, you know, walking is good the aerobic exercise of walking is going to get your energy flowing and your breath moving and get your circulation going, and that's all wonderful, wonderful for both your physical body and certainly your energetic body. Now, Qigong says that your breathing is, an, is important for increasing and moving your energy, and that's a really vital part of bringing in good energy and get, getting rid of the negative energy. Deep breathing helps you move energy through your energetic system. And Barbara Brennan says, and I'm going to quote her here, through breath control we can regulate the direction of flow of energy through our body and auric field, unquote. So we can regulate and direct the flow of energy with our breath. And I discovered for myself that I'm a natural energy healer. And one of the things I was guided to do as an energy healer is uh, to guide energy while I was breathing deeply. And that was something um, I didn't really know much about. I just felt like I needed to do that, and this validated it for me. Um, And one of the reasons why... And this might help you. Uh, one of the reasons why I felt I needed to do it not only was I guided, but also I got results. And the results were that I could feel the energy flowing more strongly when I had certain deep breathing patterns. And it wasn't later; it wasn't until later that I, you know, read from Barbara's book. Uh, this, I'll, I'll quote it for you again. Uh, she said, "Healers breathe strongly and deeply to increase their energy and power for healing." And so when I saw that, it validated what I was doing naturally. And it was, it was really, really kind of cool. Uh, that's the fun part about learning all this good stuff, right? So he, healers breathe strongly and deeply to increase their energy and power for healing. That's what she said. Now, exercise helps us breathe more deeply, certainly, right? If you're running, um, if you're on the treadmill, or if you're on the elliptical uh, or swimming, you're going to breathe more deeply. And that helps your energy flow. Now, again, even if you just go out for a walk, that's going to help exercise your breathing and help you move your energy. And we want to remember that we want to move energy. That's uh, what Qigong teaches us. Movement is key to maintaining our energy flow and balance. If your energy doesn't move and it doesn't flow, uh, that's not good for your energy in general. Now, the third way we interact with energy in our bodies according to Qigong, is through our thoughts and our intention, our mind. And this was one of the things I think that I found fascinating All through, this consistent through all the energy modalities that I studied. And I studied probably um, about half a dozen of them. They, always, they all use the mind. They all use thoughts and intention. Energy follows your thoughts and is guided by your intention. And Many schools of spiritual development um, have meditation as being key in training your mind, so it can be a clear and powerful guide for energy. So that it, that's really fascinating. It's really important to know that how what you do with your mind and how you handle your thoughts um, and being able to clear your mind. So it's. It, very uh, A good channel and director of energy is important. Um, so our higher self, which is a part of us that connects us to universal consciousness, is always interacting with our conscious mind. And when we use meditation, we're able to connect more clearly with our higher self. So that's what's important about meditation and um, how we want to use meditation to connect to that higher self. And we're going to talk a lot about a little bit more about that um, and how our higher self works with our energy and gives us some messages, um, because it's something that's really important for, for us to grapple with and work with in terms of knowing how to connect. Uh, the Chinese call our higher self with uh, as quote Yuan Shen, and I'm not pronouncing it exactly right, but they call the higher self, which is, I, some people think of that as our soul, as the Yuan Shen, and they call our conscious mind the Shen Zi. Though so if our Shen Zi, or conscious mind, is too active, it becomes what they call the monkey mind. And then it's difficult for your Yuan Shen, or your higher self, to be heard through our intuitive messages. So, and according to the ancient Chinese texts, on energy alchemy, the Shenzi, or conscious mind, is supposed to be the servant of our higher self, of our soul, or the Yuan Shen. So we're going to take a break, and we'll come back and finish up this thought on how you can use your intention and your mind to control and direct energy. Okay, so let's continue our discussion about how you use your thoughts and intention to direct energy. And we were talking about the connection between our soul and our mind and how to listen to our soul, our higher self, through disciplining our mind so that uh, we can hear it. Now, according to ancient Chinese texts on energy, alchemy, the Shenzi, which is our conscious mind, is supposed to be the servant of our higher self. And you're supposed to be guided by your higher self, which is wiser and more knowing and connected to all that is, all knowing, so that you can really tap into that divine knowledge um, through your intuition. So it's it was really nicely summed up by Albert Einstein who said this, quote, the intuitive mind is a sacred gift and the rational mind is its faithful servant. We have created a a society that honors the servant and has forgotten the gift. So he even recognized, Albert Einstein recognized that the intuitive mind is a gift and we're supposed to use it. Now, meditation is, um, when you use it, it helps us become more aware of our, our higher self. And it's very important to developing your psychic and intuitive skills. So meditation is key. It's key Qi and Qigong, and uh, to developing what they call, what the Chinese call, the eight supernatural powers, which you and I would call psychic skills. Now, if you have trouble meditating, you can begin your mental training with what is known as guided meditations. Now, guided meditations do two things for you. They keep you on track when you meditate, and secondly, they help develop your imagination. And imagination is how you direct and move energy. Uh, you imagine what you want, where you want the energy to go, and it does it. Your imagination also resides in the part of your brain where you receive your intuitive messages. And guided meditations are usually, um, what they are, are they are narrated by someone who is going to give you a story, tell you a story to follow in your meditation. And the story is usually telling you to use your imagination to create a journey to a safe place that relaxes and guides you uh, through scenarios that um, may raise your energy or help you access your intuitive mind. And I have a few guided meditations uh, that you can get on my website. Um, And actually, you can get them as a download on on Amazon. They're really inexpensive. They're less than a buck. (laughs) And you can try those. Uh, And guided meditations are a great way to start learning how to meditate your intuitive mind is your right brain which is the right side of your head the right side of your cortex and this is where your subconscious lives and it's a part of your brain that has immediate access to your intuitive and psychic messages it's also the place where your creativity and your imagination functions so by meditating with guided meditations we're strengthening our imagination and our ability to connect consciously to our right brains to our intuitive processor and our imagination, again, is how we create intentions to guide energy. Now, chakra clearing is an example of how to use your imagination to guide energy and work with clearing your energetic field. So if you know how to do that, great. Uh, it helps maintain and clear your energetic field um, by opening and clearing your chakras. And the chakras, again, are, are doorways or portals in our energetic body. And if they're clogged, then the energy can't enter um, and the bad energy can't leave and the good stuff can't come in. And a simple chakra-clearing meditation is great for this. It's usually, again, a guided meditation. I have one uh, that people love, and you can go check that one out. And you follow this narration. And uh, it's it's not too hard to do. So there are lots out there. You can use mine or someone else's, but those are good. Uh, so... Keeping up your energetic health by raising your energy vibration and keeping it clear and balanced is how we become clearer receptors for psychic and intuitive messages. And remember that our bodies and our minds are the most powerful tools in receiving psychic information. So let's go back now. You know, we have gone through uh, the three Qigong ways of interacting with the flow of our energy and now we're going to go to the steps to develop your psychic skills i believe we're actually up to number two and this is working with energy learning how to sense it how to work with your energy and one of the best ways to learn how to sense energy is to practice energy healing I was very drawn to energy healing early on because I wanted to, not not because I wanted to be an energy healer, but I want, was very curious about what energy is, what's this energy healing, and I felt guided to learn more about it. As I as I mentioned earlier, um, I'm certified in lots of modalities. I'm a crystal resonance therapist. I've done integrated energy therapy. I've done Reiki. I'm a Reiki master teacher. And I also do medical qigong therapy, which is the Chinese going practitioner. And over the years of the healing energy work that and studies I've done, it really helped me learn and know tremendously what energy feels like to me. And I would say out of the five modalities of energy healing that I've studied, I would say Reiki is the easiest to learn and the most accessible. So if you want to learn energy healing, I encourage you to learn Reiki. You can learn Reiki almost anywhere in the world. And that's spelled R-E-I-K-I. Reiki—it's actually a Japanese form of energy healing—and some of the—it's uh, quick. You could do it very quickly. You can learn Reiki level one in a day or two days. Uh, some take longer, but you know most of them are are that short. And now some of the other energy healing certifications I've had to take, uh, which took years—really years—to complete. Um, if you want to go that way, that's fine. Energy healing helps you feel energy as it flows within you and how it feels in your hands. Um, Not all teachers are going to help you focus on working with energy like that in their Reiki class, but as a Reiki teacher, I I do that. I teach you how to feel it and how to work with it. Uh, You might get that more in Reiki too with other people, but I, I teach it from the beginning because I feel it's important for you to try to experience how the energy feels. And just having the opportunity to experience how it feels in your body and your hands is going to help you learn how to sense it and how to move it. Now, aside from energy healing, you can also practice just sensing energy. And the way it feels in your body is really key for psychic development because it's the shifts in energy that you feel that give you information psychically. And you can pick up energetic messages from objects or people, places, um, anything physical, any item that's physical, or even something that's non-physical. And you might know that people who are negative or who have ill intent often give off energy that you can feel long before you run into them or get close to them. And to learn how this energy would feel to you is important so you know what to stay away from. Or as most people ask, you know, what do I do to shield it or, or to negate it? And, you know, you need to know what the negative stuff is first. Sometimes we don't know. And it just affects us. I often feel, I often energetically sense what foods would be okay for me to eat if my stomach is not doing so well. I can sense what foods would even make me feel better by sensing the energy of the food and, and, um, even if I haven't eaten it before. And that's all intuitive, you know, what would feel. And I'm usually right. That's how I validate it. And when you're more skilled, you can even sense the energy of a place and pick up information about the people who work or live there. Um, I have a fun exercise that I did just once to practice, and I'll give you that story. It was uh, uh, a few years ago. I went to visit my husband's office, and it was the first time I was there. And since I arrived after... Everybody had gone home for the day. The office was empty. And I told my husband, I want to walk around the office a bit and see if I could sense the personalities of the people who sat at each desk just by tuning into the energy that was left there all day, every day. And by walking by each desk, I was able to accurately describe each person's personality by the energy that they left in their desk or their chair. Because they were there all day, all the time. And wherever you are, wherever you spend the most time is where you're going to leave your energy behind. And other people can pick that up and sense it. So that was a really cool exercise. And I was able to validate that I was correct because my husband would tell me whether I was right or wrong. Uh, And that's something, you know, if you have a chance, you can do if you're with somebody who is open to this and who's willing to play the game and knows about the space that you're in you know if you meet somebody um who's into this and is okay with it and you haven't been in their house before you can go in and see if you can sense the energy in their house so that's a really good fun way to practice and exercise feeling energy and we'll be right back and we're going to continue our discussion on psychic energy Welcome back. I'm Lisa Kay, and you're listening to Between Heaven and Earth. And we're talking about energy, intuitive energy, and ways to work with it, psychic energy, and how you can uh, improve your interaction with it, know what it is. Now, the third step in working with energy is to develop your psychic ability. and in helping develop your psychic abilities, is to be able to interpret what the different energies mean. So the third step is knowing what the different energies mean. How do you interpret it? And after you've become aware of how to sense the energy, right, that's something It's more you got to know that it's there, and you're able to practice feeling it and even moving it, energy healing, you could move it. Then you move on to interpreting the messages that different energies have. Uh, One of the mistakes that people make in trying to learn how to receive psychic messages is that they believe the messages will come to them in complete sentences in great detail. And this is because when you go to someone who's very experienced and picking up all these uh, psychic messages and interpreting them, they sound like they're getting full downloads of information as if they were narrating a story. And I assure you, they're not. They're getting pieces, they're getting bits and pieces. It might be a feeling might be a pop up image a word uh, they're detectives in working with this information and putting it together and making it sense for making sense out of it some, for someone else so that's what you see you see the end result and when you are receiving your energetic feelings it's it's just a little piece it's just um, a a feeling it's an energetic feeling, and that's one of the pieces that you can use to build your messages and put the and it's just giving you a little more information now when you receive psychic messages or energetic feelings you're receiving them mostly in the right side of your brain and this again is where your brain uh, your intuition processor is and it's handling them in a more abstract parallel way than sequentially um, and I know that might be a little hard for you to follow but it's not like words it's not Um, sequential. So it comes in impressions and it comes all at once. And your job is to put all those impressions together. And eventually, as you work with it, you'll be able to do that. The key to making sense of your psychic impressions of energy is to be able to sense those impressions first rather than spinning a long tail around a guess that you've created in your thinking mind, your left brain, or that logical mind. It's a constant balance between going back and forth between your right brain, which is your intuitive side, and your left brain, which is your thinking or logical side. But that's a topic for a more advanced intuition and psychic development course. And I teach all of that in my online classes and in my new book that's coming out. So for now, the first step is to know how to feel energy and how to work with it. So this was a relatively short explanation of how to work with energy to develop your intuition and psychic skills. Energy work and psychic development is a huge subject and it's one that I'll be teaching more about in my future workshops. And I hope it's given you some insight on how to work with your energy and the energy around you to develop your psychic and intuitive skills. If you'd like to find out more about my new book called Intuition on Demand, uh, the book is actually available for pre-order prior to June 2017. You can pre-order it on Amazon.com. And if you're listening to this after June 2017, you can get it at Amazon.com. It'll be available. You can get it at Barnes & Noble. And you can also get it at a bookstore near you. If you'd like to find out more about my workshops and online courses, you can go to lmk88.com. Again, my book is called Intuition on Demand. Just search on that, and it's by Lisa Kay. I'm Lisa Kay, and you've been listening to Between Heaven and Earth, Conscious Living for Your Soul. Angel blessings to everyone. Thanks for listening.